Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Our passage for this morning comes from Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 5. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, or tunics or sandals or a staff, for the laborer deserves his food. In whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it and stay there until you depart. As you enter the town, greet it, and if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. In a day when it seems like all anyone wants anymore is something new, something progressive, something fresh, something novel, it's good to be reminded that some things never change. Ecclesiastes tells us there is nothing new under the sun. And certainly today we have international flights, iPhones, and self-driving cars. People have unheard of levels of access to opportunity and self-government and health care, certainly graded on the scale of all of human history. So we might say that some things do change, but people are still people, and God is still God. The laws of gravity and physics still hold true. So when a book written 2,000 years ago tells us something, we might be tempted to say, we've moved on. These stories and instructions are embarrassingly outdated. Or maybe... Some things never change. And what holds true then holds true for all time, especially when the writer knows everything. This passage in Matthew 10 is clearly a commission that Jesus is giving to his disciples before sending them out on a short-term local missionary effort to Israel. This is just the twelve. This is just to Israel at a specific time in a specific place. But Matthew isn't writing this book to the 12 disciples. He's writing, presumably, to a church he's involved with. So that what Jesus said to the disciples in this commissioning must have had something to say to Matthew's church. And the Holy Spirit, writing to all Christians everywhere through this book, has something to say to us. That the instructions given at this small-scale mission effort must have bearings on us as well. And the question is, but what? Well, I believe that we are meant to see that some things remain the same in evangelism, whether short-term or full-time. What Jesus said, sending out the twelve into Israel, he says to us, sending us out as sheep among wolves. We are in our first week of Abide, reading through the book of Acts, learning what it means to, as our devotional book says, be living sent. This passage has something to say to us right now. I think we see five things in the first 15 verses of Matthew 10 that are helpful as we think about being the sent-out ones, sharing the light of Jesus to a lost world. The first thing that we see is the power is God's. Go back to verse 1, it says, And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority. 
He gave them authority over the spiritual and the physical realm. And you can only give something if that something is yours to give. In Matthew 28, 18, Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Just as he has the power to give to his disciples, he has to give to us. The power to carry out the work he's already given us to do, namely to be his witnesses at our work, at the mall, in our homes, to our communities, and to the world. Second, we see that the mission includes meeting spiritual and physical needs. In verse 1, it says he gives them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Later, in verse 7 and 8, we say, As you proclaim, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. Jesus gives his disciples the power over unclean spirits and healing diseases and afflictions. The disciples fought spiritual battles as well as disease. Sometimes sharing Jesus will mean sharing Jesus. It'll mean sitting down over a cup of coffee and telling someone who God is to you. Sometimes it means showing up and helping your neighbor move so that you can earn the right to have that conversation later. The third thing we see is that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was the disciples' message in this particular mission effort. And while the specific context is different today than it was then, the central theme still holds true. Jesus sent out the twelve to prepare for his earthly ministry. He sends us out to prepare the world for his return. Jesus is coming back, and he will judge the world. And if we care one iota for our friends and family, we must tell them what a glorious eternity waits them in Jesus, and what a dreadful eternity is waiting to meet them without him. For we must trust in God's provision on the way. Jesus told his disciples not to find their security on the way in their possessions, but in his provision through other people's generosity. Paul in Philippians tells us, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Do we believe it? Or will we spend our lives trying to acquire security through our possessions and miss out on the greater call of seeking first the kingdom of God? Don't miss out on the supernatural by investing your time in the temporary. And finally, number five, you will meet opposition. The disciples did, preaching the good news of Jesus' coming. We also bring good news to the world that peace, joy, mercy, and forgiveness are possible in Jesus. But as we once did before our salvation, people will often reject the message, be it because of pride or fear or who knows what. But if we trust in God's power and provision, we know that God will be with us when we meet these situations, that he will be pleased with us when we are persecuted because of his name. And ultimately, as the disciples did, we will trust in God's final judgment of all humanity. One, the power is God's. Two, the mission includes meeting spiritual and physical needs. Three, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Four, we must trust in God's provision on the way. And five, you will meet opposition, but God will be with us through it. Let this passage from Matthew 10 encourage you as you take the good news out into a world that desperately needs to hear it. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.